Thanks for joining us for another great message from Influences Church Australia. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, blesses you and brings you joy. For more information about our church, go online to influences.church. And now for our message. I want to talk to you today about what are you expecting? What are you expecting? Because sometimes we, we don't have an expector. Sometimes we, we don't have expectancy. We've just settled into life. We've settled into marriage. We've settled into our business. We've settled into the ruts we get into. But I believe God wants you to have an expectancy for your life. You know something I've found is people that generally expect the worst end up getting the worst. And people that go into situations expecting the best get the best. Because I believe your expectancy actually impacts how you live your life. Okay? When I went into ministry, and ministry comes at a cost. You know, it's a great blessing. But I gotta say, to anyone that has something great in your life, there always will be a cost attached. And the cost is not a negative thing. It's a privilege to pay the cost, to live in the blessing of reward, of walking in the destiny that God has for you. And that's true for all areas of life. And it's very much the same when you go into ministry. But when God called us into ministry, I felt God and I kind of made a bit of a deal. And I think, you can do this with God sometimes, you know, and He's in charge of the deal. But I said, God, I still want to have outstanding holidays. I mean, I want to have great holidays. It was something God put a desire in my heart for. And I kind of felt like there was a handshake with me and Him, you know, in heaven going, all right, God will bless us in that. And since that day that we stepped into ministry, it's like whenever we go to do a holiday, we get supernatural divine favour when it comes to flights and accommodation. And we get to go places we should never be able to go, yet God finds a way. I mean, a few years ago, we wanted to go to Bali. I love Bali and uh, and go there and eat some, you know, nasi goring and all the and just hang out. And we had this place we wanted to stay at. It's a five-star restaurant. And to be honest, we couldn't afford it. But I had the old handshake, deal with God. And I said, God, I want to stay there. And it was about 11 o'clock, 10.30 at night here in Adelaide. And I felt God say, ring them and talk to the manager. I didn't even know what I was going to say. And I rang the manager. I said, rang through and I said, I want to speak to the manager. And I had to get through the manager and eventually got through. And I spoke to the manager. I said, you don't know me. My name's Josh. We love Nasi Goring. And I said, we want to come and stay in your hotel, but we can't afford to stay in your hotel. And he's like, well, good luck. Uh, so is she. We, uh, good luck. You, um, there's many other hotels around Bali that you can stay in. And I said, no, we want to stay in your hotel. So I want you to give me a special staff price to be able to stay in your hotel. And he said, well, she said, sorry, funny enough, uh, uh, just today, it's quiet season. So we've released a staff special. I'm gonna send you a link that if you click on this link, you can get the staff special to stay here for seven days. We stayed in this five-star five star resort for seven nights that we had no right to stay in. I'll tell you why. Because there was an expectancy on the inside of me that God can just make a way in areas that had nothing to do with evangelism. I just wanted to go and lay in a pool. But I tell you what, God wants to sometimes just give you the desires of your heart. Do you believe it today? See, the Bible's filled with expectant people. 
They got their miracle, not because life's easy, because they had expectancy. I mean, the Canaanite woman has a daughter that's possessed and she goes to Jesus wanting Him to heal her. And Jesus doesn't respond in the way or the timing that she expects. Sometimes God doesn't respond in the way or the timing that you expect. And she had faith that Jesus could, but she also had an expectancy that it was for her. Sometimes we have a faith that He can, but we don't have an expectancy that He will for me. So she doesn't leave that place until she gets her miracle. It wasn't just faith. It was an expectancy that He would do it for her. A blind Bartimaeus, he had faith that Jesus could heal him and everyone told him, be quiet, be be quiet. Uh, He's yelling out. But he has this expectancy that Jesus is not leaving this town until I get my miracle. What, let me ask you a question today. What are you expecting? Not where are you in life. What are you expecting for your life? What are you expecting for your marriage? Or have you settled? What are you expecting for your business? What are you expecting with influence? What are you expecting God to do for you? Some of you young people, single at the moment, can't tell you. I believe you can go to God and say, I have an expectation and let Him put a desire in your heart for the type of person that you're believing for. How am I saying shallow things? I think there's things that are on the inside of person, but I also think, God, let me be, I wanna be attracted to them too. That's that's all there, that's part of it. But amen, Renee, come on, declare it. But I tell you, you can go to God and say, God, I've got an expectancy and that you don't settle, you hold on to it saying, God, I know you're gonna do something in my life. I tell you, God wants to give you supernatural expectation that allows you to carry the promise of God until you hold it in your hands. You know what expectancy is like? Expectancy is like the womb. When a mother is pregnant or expectant, when a mother is expecting, she carries something in her that's alive, but she hasn't seen it yet. She carries something that she's not holding in her hands yet, but she has an expectation that there is a life inside of her that one day she is going to do. See, expectation is the womb for the demonstration of God's power. Is that when you carry in your belly, not just a thought that God can, but in me is something that one day I'm going to see. Inside of you, something begins to grow and stretch you to believe that one day you will see not only what you are expecting, but what God has given to you. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, put on the screen, it says this, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. See, I believe your expectation about your life shapes who you are. And if you settle in your thoughts, you will settle in who you are. But if you live with an expectation in who you are, I can say you are not a mother because you because you want to be. You are a mother because you've received the seed and you carry the seed inside of you, and then you begin to change your thinking from me going from I'm a woman to I'm a mother. I tell you, there's something about going from a believer to someone that's expectant that God's doing it in my life, and I can carry it, and one day I'm going to hold it. Say three things that are in expectancy. Faith, we talk about faith a lot. We talk about hope a little. Hope, it's the evidence of things not seen. We're we're gonna hold hold this. 
But I also believe expectancy is found with desire. And sometimes we're like, well, I can't desire things because that's fleshly. God say, look, just pinch yourself. God gave you flesh. Sometimes we try to separate things so much. Now I need God's will in my life. I'll show you that in a moment. But I tell you, God wants you to have desires in your heart because He loves you and He gave you your type of thinking, your emotion, the things that you just, God wants you to have desires. In fact, Psalms talks about this in chapter 20, verse four. He says, may He give you the desire of your heart. Everyone say, my heart. He wants to give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. You see, when you have a desire in your heart and you carry that, not just put it on the shelf, He wants you to carry that, that to stretch you, to change you. It gives you the ability to prophesy what is to become. It attaches to faith and wisdom until it grabs a hold of it. Expectation looks past the giants and says, there's a promised land for me that's filled with milk and honey. Expectation changes how I get bad news because I might get bad news now, but I know the author and the finisher and I know He's already written my ending. So this might be the bad news of today, but I'm carrying something that one day I'm going to hold because God gave me a desire in my heart. Some of you have been preparing for so long, but you've you've had too much preparation and not enough expectation. You've been too logical. You're preparing for the worst. You're preparing for a rainy day. But God wants you to have an expectation for what He has for your life. I actually think you get to have an impact on your miracle. I mean, when we see Jesus go to His hometown, they knew Jesus could do miracles. He'd done them before then. But He goes to Nazareth and He can't do any miracles because they had no expectancy that He would do it for them. And so He doesn't. When He says to the disciples, go out in two, Heal the sick, cast out demons, preach in my name. He says, but if they don't expect anything of you, wipe the dust from your feet and keep on walking. Because Jesus responds to expectant people. He actually transfers some of the decision-making to us. This is why we, we read faith, without works is dead. Some of us have faith that God can, but the bridge between faith and works, that faith that pushes me to action, like a mother at some point that carries something has to push so there can be the child. Uh, uh, That distance between faith and works is expectancy. Is that when I believe God can, but I have an expectation He will for me, it pushes me to put action to my faith. Let me show you something today that you can unpack in your own time. And, and I don't have time to preach it all today because we wanted to flow with the Holy Spirit before. But let's put it on the screen. The beginning, the beginning point of expectation is desire. The source of expectation is God. The method of expectation is faith. The activation of expectation is in my words. The expression of expectation is joy. The power of expectation is the Holy Spirit. And the time for expectation is now. Come on, some of you need to take a photo of this and pray into it. The beginning starts with the desires of my heart. And then the source has to come from God in confirmation. And then I have to get there. My method is found in faith and it's activated in my life by the confirmation of my words and the expression that I find in the in-between is seen in joy and the power of it coming to life is in the power of the 
the Holy Spirit and the time for expectation is now. Amen. So let me show you two things because I can sense expectation rising in this place, which is point two, but we'll start with point one. Point one, expectation must be received. See, like I said before, expectation is the womb for the demonstration of God's power. Just like when a mother is expecting, she has to carry her future miracle. It's not in her arms yet, but she has to carry and she has to stretch with it. She has to give to it. God will, in the expectation season, stretch you and change you so that you can care and hold what God's going to give you. And there comes a time for a mum to push so that she can be able to see that miracle happen in her life. That's like that carrying is expectation and that pushing is faith with action. But first, if I can, two people have to come together and she has to receive the seed. It's the same with the expectation in the Spirit. You cannot live with expectation expectation without first waiting, receiving, hearing and allowing the Holy Spirit to plant the seed of faith and the miraculous in your life that then you have a responsibility to carry and stretch with until you hold it in your hands. See, we don't just make up what God's going to do. We have a desire that we then go to God and He plants the seed of possibility inside of me, but He can't carry expectation for you. He gives the seed, but you have to carry the expectation. You have to stretch with the expectation. And expectation is beyond agreeing with God. Expectation is found in asking, thinking and imagining. So when you can't see what God has for you, you have to add a K and you have to seek. Let me read it for you. Hebrews 11 verse six says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. He wants to reward you with a desire and and dream for your life that you get to carry, but to have that, you have to earnestly seek Him. Psalm 63 says, Oh God, You are my God. Earnestly I seek You. My soul thirsts for You. My flesh faints for You as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. It's as I seek Him, He begins to put something on the inside of me that I then get to carry with expectation until I hold it in my hands. God wants you to search Him out so that He can reveal His glory in your life. See, vision is seeking God to see what is possible and expectation is believing that vision is for me. Let me say it again. Seeking Him is to get a vision and a picture or a promise or favour for your life in whatever area you're believing for or God shows you. And expectation is not just seeing the vision, It's carrying the vision and believing it's for me. Some of us have seen visions but not carried expectations, so we've never seen the vision come to pass. They go together, amen? Amen. And number two, you have to get around expectation boosters. You gotta get around expectation boosters. What do I mean by that? 
Well, let's go to Mary, the mother of Jesus. I love preaching on Mary. I think she's one of the most outstanding people in all of Scripture. Mary is expecting a baby. Now this baby and the keys, this baby has been received by the Holy Spirit. But can I say, when you've received a vision, when you're expecting, it's not a promise things are gonna be easy. In fact, it's most of the time the opposite to easy. What do we see with Mary? She's 14 to 16 years old, most likely. And now her body's going to change. Now her hormones are going to change. Now her desire for chicken burgers and gyros are coming. There's change that's coming into her life. But not just those natural ones, there's the relational challenges. I mean, how's she gonna tell Joseph? In those days, if you're pregnant, without being married, you would be mocked, rejected or at worst stoned. And if Joseph chooses not to marry her, she has no way of providing for the child. But not only this, she has no clue how to be a good mum. She's young and she's carrying God. Does that mean she has to pray for 45 minutes at dinner time when she says grace? I mean, what if she drops God? What if, what if she swears in front of Him? This is a pressure I can't imagine. Never mind if she fully understands what she has to do. She is carrying God, her son, and the purpose of his life is to die. I mean, when God gives you something great, there comes a cost, which is why some of us stop carrying expectation. But I'd say Mary doesn't need practical advice. Some of us, when we are believing for a miracle, we make the mistake of going to someone practical. You don't go to someone practical when you need something supernatural. There's a time for that, but you need to first get to the right person. Some of us don't need to avoid the problems. The problems may be a part of the promise to stretch you so that you can walk into what God has for you. So what she does, she can't avoid it. She doesn't need a practical solution. So you know what Mary does? Mary is carrying something supernatural. So she goes and finds someone else that is carrying something supernatural. She has a cousin named Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is too old to have a child, but the Holy Spirit allows Elizabeth to get supernaturally expectant too. So Mary, who is expecting something supernatural, finds someone else who's expecting something supernatural, expectant, found expectant, supernatural, finds supernatural. When God has something supernatural for your life, don't go to a practical person, get around a faith-filled expectant supernatural person that's going to lift your spirit. Because this is exactly what happens. She goes to Elizabeth and the expectant in her causes the expectancy in Elizabeth to rise. The, mare, the baby in Elizabeth jumps. John the Baptist jumps. I mean, you've got a Baptist doing cartwheels. That's a move of God right there. All of a sudden, you've got expectancy, gets around expectancy. And when expectancy gets around expectancy, there's a jump in your spirit. When the supernatural gets around the supernatural, faith begins to rise and you begin to believe for more. You need to get around the right people. If there's something jumping in your spirit today, it's not because I'm a good communicator. It's not because of the music. It's because of who lives on the inside of us. And when supernatural gets near supernatural, expectancy gets near expectancy, there's a jump in your spirit. That's why Proverbs 10 verse 28 says the hope, everyone say the hope, put on the screen, says the hope of the righteous brings 
joy. The hope of the righteous brings joy. Mary looks at Elizabeth. Elizabeth looks at Mary and says, hey, the hope in you makes the hope in me joy. Both of us haven't seen our miracle yet. Both of us shouldn't be in this situation. But expectation gets near expectation and it's contagious because who you're carrying is greater than what you're carrying. So maybe what you're carrying is heavy, but who you carry says the burden is light. So get around someone that lifts your spirit and lifts your faith because God's not finished with you yet. Amen. Your environment matters. I mean, Jesus goes to heal Jairus' daughter. What's the first thing He does? He kicks everyone out of the room that's lacking faith because if He wants to do a miracle, He just needs expectant people around Him. Some people are declaring it's time for a funeral when it's time for the daughter to rise. It's time to say to that dream, get up. It's time to get expectancy in your spirit again. Maybe it's been a couple years of settling ordinary. Your business has struggled during this COVID season, but He's the God that can, that can do supernatural things in your life. Your marriage doesn't have to be over. He's a God that can restore, but you gotta get expectancy inside the womb of your spirit that says, God, do what only You can do. The woman with the issue of blood, she has 12 years of rejection. She has 12 years of isolation, but Jesus is coming. And she wants to touch Him. She wants her miracle and she pushes through the crowd. They all have faith in Jesus, but she has an expectation in Jesus for her. She's not pushing through the crowd. She's pushing through 12 years of hard times. She's pushing through 12 years of frustration. She's pushing through 12 years of rejection, but she hasn't come for spectation. She's come for transformation. So if you want transformation, you've got to get an expectation that allows you to push through the crowd until you get in the environment of faith. And because she has such faith, what's in Jesus gets on her. The power in His body gets on the power of her body and she is restored, healed and changed in Jesus' Name. Come on, come on, come on. Sometimes we come to church to be a spectator. And when you come to be a spectator, all you walk away is spectation. You come You come for experience. Some experiences will be up. Some experiences will be down. But when you come into church with an expectation, you won't get an experience, you'll get an encounter because an encounter is based on Jesus who's the same yesterday, today and forever. And I won't have a good day and a bad day. I might be having a tough day in the natural, but my expectancy is based on Him. So I'm believing for transformation. So I'm gonna push through all that stuff until I get my miracle. Come on, stand to your feet. If you've settled here today, You need to get a word from the Holy Spirit. You need to go to Him and say, God, make the desires of my heart alive in me again. If you've settled here today and say, God, I wanna carry something new. I wanna carry this and stretch with it until I see my miracle, until I see my breakthrough. You need to get in environments of faith where expectation meets expectation and your faith rises. You may not see it today, But in this place, you can praise in expectation. You can sow in expectation. You can believe in expectation. You can expect that God's anointing makes a way for you. Revival happens. This is a year of miracles and revival. Revival happens when we gather together with expectation, saying what you carry might be different to what I carry. But what we have in similar is we're both expecting that God's gonna do something in my life, amen? So if you today, 
Let's say, God, I'm done with settling. I'm done with staying where I am. I don't know if God does the miracle today or He allows you to be stretched and to carry that miracle for a while. But I believe God can plant the seed of greatness in your life. I believe in the womb of your spirit, the miraculous can be, can be planted, that one day you would hold the power of God in your life to be a witness for Him and a blessing to you. I pray this sermon has blessed you, encouraged you and inspired you. You know, we may never have met, I may not know you, but God knows you. And I'll tell you today, God loves you. That even before you knew about Him, He loved you. And He has a plan and a purpose for your life. You know, so many of us do life on our own, trying to lead our life in a way that finds answers and finds the peace and finds the joy we're looking for, but we come up short. But God knew that you needed rescuing, that you needed saving, that you needed His love. So He sent His Son, Jesus, to come and pay the price for our mistakes. He lived a perfect life, but knowing we couldn't, He said, I will take their place. So He died and rose again so that His death could pay the penalty for my mistakes and my past, and His life could make a way so that I could have life. I believe that when you believe in what Jesus did, and when you invite Him to be Lord of your life, you can experience forgiveness, peace, hope, joy, purpose and life like you've never known before. It's not about what we've done or who we're not. It's about that we have a God who's good, who can turn things for good and loves you. He's a father, he's a friend, and you can invite him into your life today by simply saying this prayer after me. I'm gonna say this prayer and wherever you are, wherever you're watching around the world, pray this prayer with me. Maybe you once knew God and you walked away. You know what, maybe he's getting your attention today to say, come back into relationship with me. Maybe you've known religion, but never a real genuine relationship with God. Why don't you say this prayer too? And I believe this can be the beginning of a great new day. Let's pray. Dear God, Thank you for loving me and giving your life for me. I pray you forgive me for my past and you walk with me into my tomorrow. Let me know your grace, your forgiveness, your peace, your purpose, your joy and your hope into my life. I ask you to lead me and guide me from this day forward. Be Lord of who I am in Jesus name. Amen. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer today. I believe that as you did, the peace, the grace, and the love of God comes into your life. You know what, the past is real, but it doesn't have to dictate your future. Let the love, the grace, and the Word of God go with you from this day forward, and I believe the best days are ahead for you. If you prayed this prayer, or you wanna know more, maybe you're on the journey, why don't you flick us an email so we can send you some material about following Jesus. We can maybe connect you with a local church near you that you can do life with, get good people around you, and we would love to pray with you. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. I'm so glad you're on the journey of following Jesus. I'm so glad you listened today. God bless.